For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the College Game Time Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Smith. We are the fastest growing show for the American Athletic Conference. We also dabble into some other G5 conferences. You know what today is. It's Trending Topic Tuesday and most likely Tuesday. Here's what I'm going to tell you about the second half of this show. It's going to be more of a week six pick for the American Conference. And if you're a viewer from one of the other G5 conferences that just you know, taps in, joins the discussion, likes to hear what's going on in the American. And you'd like me to expand this particular daily, this, this particular uh, show during the week on Tuesdays to cover some of the other G5s as it pertains to the Pick'em piece or the most likely two piece. Let me know. I'm happy to do that. I um, think it could create even more conversation especially now that we're in conference play and there's not as many games per conference, if that makes sense. So that's what we got today. A couple trending topics, a couple pickums for you. Last week uh, was a good week. I think I went three and one. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to keep that momentum rolling into this week. But before I get into it, if you're watching on YouTube, you know what to do. Like, subscribe, comment at the end, share it with a friend. If you're listening to one of the, on one of the streaming platforms, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, please, please, please leave a five-star rating, leave a positive review, and we're going to continue to drive this show up into the algorithm. A lot of good things happening. I can't wait for next week. Next week, I'll be able to do some on-site stuff. We've got basketball media days for the American Conference. And uh, I'm going to throw a little teaser out there right now, but I may or may not have just gotten credentialed by another conference, and I may or may not be at another conference's media days next week. You'll have to stay tuned to see. So with that being said, let's get to it. So first trending topic, I'm going to continue with something I talked about yesterday, which we had some discussion right here on the channel in the comments as it pertains to the Trent Dilfer outburst. We talked about it. I kind of gave my two cents. Some of you in the comments left your two cents. I think that that's a, you know, it's a good conversation to have. As I said yesterday, it's one of those things that not everyone's going to agree on. You're going to have half the people that feel one way and you're going to have half the people that feel another way. But here's what I want to do just to sort of put a button on it is play you a quick clip from Trent Dilfer talking about that in his press conference yesterday. I thought that he, he handled it well. He owned it. He addressed it. And I'm going to let you listen and see if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see it. If you're listening, you'll hear it. But here we go. Trent Dilfer um, responding to a question about his outburst from Saturday. Uh, I'm regretful about it. I'm a passionate guy. Uh, anybody that's ever been around me as a player, as a coach uh, at ESPN, I mean, my kids will tell you this. Uh, I am a passionate, passionate person sometimes that passion comes out in, in ways that I am not proud of. Um, and that's a moment that I am not proud of. I wasn't just mad at that singular coach. Uh, we do have headphones on, 
So every person, 22 people were getting that message. Now, I could have done that in a better way, um, and I'll learn from it. Now I'm going to be passionate, and there may be other times that I'm stern, um, but that one was uh, over the top, and uh, I, I regret it. So there you have it. I mean, I think he addressed it. He didn't shy away from it. He didn't act prideful about it. He shared right from the gut, right from the heart. He, you know, said he could have handled it better, but he's a passionate, emotional guy. He's going to continue to be that way. But that is something that, um, you know, he, I like how he clarified though, too, that listen, it wasn't just about that one coach in the headphones. I mean, I'm, I'm yelling at 22 other coaches, you know, even though the optics, it was definitely, he went after that one and then the other one on the sidelines, but Either way, wherever you stand on it, I think after hearing that or seeing that, we can put that to bed and we can move on. Boom. So next thing on the list, I'm not going to talk long about this, but it's NBC. A news report came out yesterday, I believe from front office sports, that NBC is looking to get in the mix for a piece of the expanded college football playoff as it pertains to the media rights this is something maybe I should care more about. Like maybe I should follow these stories a little more closely because it seems like it's always these stories that end up impacting what the next rounds of realignment or playoff expansion look like. But I just don't care personally. I saw it got announced and was released on Twitter X last night. Some people were chiming in on it. It looked like there was some good discussion going on. Here's where I stand on this stuff. Just tell me what channel the games are going to be on and I'm going to watch it. All right. I don't, I don't, like, okay, cool. Whether it's on NBC, whether it's on ABC, whether it's ESPN, like as long as I've got it on the streaming platform that I use, I'm good. Now, if you're listening or watching, you might have some more insight. You may be someone that understands how this is impacting the larger picture. Please feel free to leave that in the comments. That's what I love about this channel is we have a lot of quality discussion that goes on. I try to get in there and interact with as many as I see, with as many as I can, you know, up until the next show. And then eventually I start getting kind of lost in, in the shuffle. But there's great conversations. Some of you have some great insight on this. Feel free. If there's anything that's significant about this that we need to be paying attention to as far as NBC, you know, inserting themselves into the conversation for college football playoff media rights, please let it be known. Because where I stand right now is whatever. Just tell me what channel they're on and I'm going to watch. All right. And then um, that's it for Trending Tuesday. Let's get to week six AAC Pick'em. I'm, I'm uh, excited about this. So the first game on the docket, we've got UTSA at Temple. Um, UTSA is a 13.5 point favorite and the over-under is 56.5. Here's what my Pick'em's going to be. And again, as I told you at the top of the episode, I'm not doing a most likely two. I'm just going to go through each of these games and tell you what my Pick'em's are period, and see if I can ride the wave of going three and one last week. I'm taking Temple and the points. Here's why. Neither, like, I don't know that either one of these teams are 13 and a half points better than the other one. UTSA has left a lot of meat on the bone so far this season. Is Frank Harris playing? If Frank Harris plays, is he going to be himself? It's a road game. There's just a lot of elements here that 
Make me think this game's going to be closer than 13 and a half points. Now, do I think UTSA wins? Yes. So let me make that clear. I think UTSA wins the game, but I likely, I see it being either a field goal, a touchdown, maybe a touchdown and a field goal. I don't know that I see this being a two touchdown result. I still have hope for Temple to not just be a pushover. After that Tulsa game, I think it's, it's going to be a little bit different season than what I initially thought coming into the season, but I also don't think this is just going to be a team that rolls over. I mean, they've got some talent on the offensive side of the ball. They just can't block. They've got talent on the defensive side of the ball. And I think, you know, with what we've seen out of UTSA's offense, this should be a closer game than 13 and a half points. So I've got UTSA winning straight up, but I'm picking Temple. I'm taking the 13 and a half points, and then I'm going under 56 and a half. We're talking two teams that neither one of them are averaging 20 points per game. I just told you Temple can't block. UTSA has yet to find a rhythm with this new play caller they have. Who knows? Maybe this will be the game where the stars align and the UTSA offense clicks better than it has all season. The Temple offense clicks better than it has all season. They protect better than they have all season. And all of a sudden, it's an old school shootout. But until I see that, I just don't see Temple UTSA the Temple and UTSA teams we've seen up to this point in the season going over 56 and a half. So I like Temple and the points and under. Moving on, we've got UNT at Navy. Navy is a six-point favorite. We've got Navy minus six. And the over-under is 61. <sighs> I'm struggling on this one as it pertains to do I take the points or do I take Navy? Because I do see two ways this game could go. And I talked about it a little bit yesterday. But if I had to go with the pick, I think I'm just going to go a safe route, at least what I think is a safe route, and go over 61 points. Now, that's a big point spread. But if you look, USF Navy just went over 74, I think is what they, that total was for that game. I could see Navy UNT playing out very similarly. I don't know that UNT's offense is as good all around as USF's at this point. But the UNT offense we've been seeing, they are very explosive. They are finding their rhythm. They do have their quarterback. They're going to put points up on the board. Navy is going to put points up on the board. I just don't know which team's going to win. I just, like, there's so many different ways this could go. Navy could end up beating UNT by two or three scores, and that's with UNT still scoring 30 points. <laughs> or this could be a back-and-forth game. It comes down to that last, who has the ball last. It comes down to who gets that defensive turnover. It comes down to who has that key special teams play. And in a game like that, I could see North Texas winning. Well, not if it comes down to the key special teams play, but if it comes down to who has the ball last. So I'm going to just stay over on that. I think it goes over 61 points. And yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it right there. All right, this next one's a tough one for me. All right, we've got USF at UAB. US, the, the spread USF is minus three and a half and the over under is 67. Here's a key thing about this game you need to know. This is the children, children's harbor game for UAB. 
UAB in their children's Harbor game for the past six, seven years, however long they've been doing it, I think they've only lost it one time. Trent Dilfer in that same press conference I just played a clip from at the beginning of this episode, in that same press conference yesterday, he became very emotional when talking about the significance of this Children Harbor game. If you don't know this, Trent Dilfer back in 2003, him and his wife lost their five-year-old son. It was like a 40-day battle in the hospital. He talked about how they basically lived in the hospital and became very emotional when speaking about that and If you don't know what this is, especially if you're a USF fan getting ready for the game, basically what UAB has done is they partnered with Children's Harbor and what the players will do is they wear names of children with, I I might have this off, but I believe who have some form of terminal illness or who are battling some rare disease and they'll put their, they wear those kids' names on the back of their jerseys and then after the game, those kids get to keep those jerseys. And so this is a very significant game for UAB. This is a game that they they win. Like, I think they're five and one. It kind of reminds me of uh, Missouri basketball. They have, I think they still do it, but the rally for Ryan. Listen, it doesn't matter how good or bad Missouri basketball is on any given season. When that rally for Ryan game comes around, I don't care if it's the number three team in the country that's coming to town. Like, Missouri wins that game. So with all this momentum USF has right now, on paper, they should beat UAB. But man, if you haven't been watching UAB and you've only been looking at the scores, you're not really seeing just how much improvement they're making week to week. And they had Georgia, they had Tulane, Tulane, arguably the best team in the conference, had them up against the wall, had some self-inflicted wounds, Tulane ended up settling in, got back to business and won by a couple of scores. But we're seeing a team that since Louisiana, UAB has made significant improvements week to week. Now, if you're a USF fan, you're going, we're doing the same thing, but we're actually winning the games. That's true. All I'm saying is I think this game will be a close game. Obviously, the odds makers do too as they're giving USF, a, a, they're making them a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under 67, I'm going under on this game. I think this is going to be more of a defensive game than you might think. Yes, USF has an explosive offense. Yes, Byron Brown has been playing really lights out lately. I mean, he's improving week to week. Yes, UAB has a good offense as well. I think UAB is going to have a game plan, though, very methodical to keep USF's offense off the field. And quite frankly, what UAB does offensively is very well suited for that type of game plan. Long sustaining drives, win the time of possession there's going to be a lot of emotion uh, and it's tough i mean especially seeing dilfer like how significant this is to him and you you know the, the old saying is teams take on the personality of their head coach this is going to be a fiery emotional team on their home field they're coming off really putting up a good fight against Georgia, the number one team in the country, or who was at the time. And then, of course, taking the top team in the conference, arguably, you know, 15 rounds, essentially. The question is, 
If USF were to win this game, do they cover the three and a half points? I'm going under 67, and I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. I don't want to touch the the, the final score because I really don't know. And I just, man, I've, I've lost more times than not betting against Missouri basketball on Rally for Ryan. Obviously, you know I have because how else would I be able to pull that one out of thin air? I remember one year when Arkansas was a top 25 team, maybe even ranked higher. They were on a roll. Missouri was awful. It was a Rally for Ryan night, and they just they beat Arkansas by like 20. So I've just seen how sometimes these emotionally charged games can really impact a team's fight and effort so usf should win this game because they've got so much positive momentum uh but i think this is going to be a close game and it might come down to a field goal and maybe that's why it's minus three and a half either way i'm i'm going under i'm going usf uab under so if you're keeping track at home utsa temple i'm taking temple in the points 13 and a half I'm going under 56 and a half. UNT Navy, I'm going over 61. USF UAB, I'm going under 67. And that leads us to UConn at Rice. UConn is 0-5, which I'm very disappointed in UConn right now. I thought this was a bowl-eligible team for sure. They were bowl-eligible a season ago. They had Jim Moore in there looking like they were taking steps in the right direction. Haven't watched a lot of UConn football, but from what I'm hearing, because I do have some people on, on Twitter that I interact with who are UConn people, uh, sounds like their offense is just stagnant. Uh, Rice is a minus nine and a, is sorry is a nine and a half point favorite. The over under is 49. I'm gonna I'm just gonna take Rice to cover on that one. I think Rice covers nine and a half. They beat UConn. I'm not gonna touch the over under. Yeah, I am. Screw it. I'm going over. I'm going over, even if that means Rice has to score 42 of those points. But then JT Daniels, how healthy is he? You know? Unfortunately, for that game to go over, UConn's going to have to score, and that seems to have been their Achilles heel all season is their offense. But I can't, I don't feel right about picking three unders. I can't do it. I can't do it, guys. I can't do it. I'm going Rice, minus nine and a half, and over 49, UConn Rice. Final answer. I believe JT Daniels will be healthy enough. That receiving corpse, their weapons, uh, they're going to put some points up. And maybe we'll get us a, I don't know, 35-21 game. It ain't. No, that ain't happening. That ain't happening. I don't know if that game's going over. Final answer for real this time. I'm going Rice minus nine and a half. I'm not touching that over under and then finally we've got Tulsa at FAU FAU is minus four and the over under is 53 and a half I'm not gonna lie to y'all I was a little surprised FAU was favored here but as I thought about it I guess it makes sense because FAU is you know they've they've they're in a little bit of a slump right now but they did look really good against Illinois. So the odds makers are probably thinking, hey, you know, they just took Illinois to the wire, a Big Ten team. Meanwhile, Tulsa and their Power Five matchups didn't do so well. Tulsa also struggled against NIU. FAU lost to Ohio. 
You know, it's hard to use all those. Here's the thing. What does the team look like right now? Well, FAU's coming out of a bye week, so there is an advantage there. But Tulsa's finding its identity, okay? They're smash mouth. They're going to run the ball, and they're going to use the run to set up the big play. And this kid, Cardell Williams, who just, I think, got conference player of the week this past week, he's playing lights out. He's doing exactly what Tulsa needs him to do. He makes the throws when he needs to make the throws. He makes the plays with his legs when he needs to make plays with his legs. And ultimately, that running back room has some hosses. They're establishing the run. I I had high expectations for FAU coming into the season, and they seem to have hit a slump when they lost to Ohio and Illinois. And then, I guess Clemson was sandwiched in there as well. I'm taking Tulsa in the points on this one. I don't have the over-under for this game. But I think I'm just going to take Tulsa in the points. Oh, yeah, I do have the over-under. I'm sorry. It's 53 and a half. I already said that. I'm going to take Tulsa plus four, and I'm going to go over 53 and a half. And that's going to be my week five pick So just to do a quick recap... I'm taking Temple plus 13 and a half and under 56 and a half in that Temple UTSA. I'm taking the over in the UNT Navy game. I'm taking the under in the USF UAB game. I'm taking Rice minus nine and a half over Yukon. And I'm taking Tulsa in the points in over 53 and a half. And that officially will conclude my week five pick them that includes trending topic tuesday most likely tuesday again if you're a fan of another conference if you're a fan of mountain west person if you're a sunbelt or a conference usa let me know i'm happy to incorporate that into this part of the segment i think i'll probably follow more of a pick them style format for the remainder of the season now that we're getting more entrenched in conference play and, uh, of course, American fans, let me know what your thoughts are. Who are your pick-ems? Who, who's your, who's your can't-miss pick this week? And uh, what do you think about the ones I made? Let's, uh, let's figure this thing out together. And uh, that's it for me today. I'll see you all tomorrow. Trey Smith, College Game Time.